The Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We come, Lord God, confessing our sins that we are wrong and you are right. We are weak, but thou art strong. Consecrate, move by your spirit. Oh God, put us in the mood of worship that we will adore you, that we will magnify you, that we will glorify you. We thank you for what you have already done. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for starting us on our way. Thank you for your goodness, mercy, and grace. Now, God, meet us in your word. Give us a conscientiousness of your will. Convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Praise the Lord. 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 Most folks, you say, praise him anyhow. Can I get a witness? We don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. Can I get a witness? And we thank him for being the God of all comfort. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, that he is the God of all comfort. And he wants us to comfort others with the same comfort he comforted us. Isn't that right? Isn't he the God of all comfort? When you got in trouble, didn't he pull you out? Isn't he the God of all comfort? When you got low and you got empty and you wanted out, the Lord showed up. Pulled you up from a mighty long way. He's the God of all comfort. He's the God, amen, of all circumstances. He weaves our circumstances for our good and for his glory. Isn't that God? Isn't that right? Yeah, he's the God of our comprehension. And we know that all things keep on working together for the good, for them that love him and them that called unto his purpose. So we praise him for being a mighty God. Comfort, comprehension, cooperation, circumstance. He's good, isn't he? But he's also the God that counts. Praise his name. Turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Now, I've been waiting for a sunny day to preach this. I didn't want to preach this on a rainy Sunday because my sunshine Christians won't be here. I've been waiting for the sun to come out. So I got the whole house up in here. Hallelujah. Listen, 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 listen to pastor, then we're going to matriculate our way through. People come to church to get a word, and I know you call it Rima, but we use that word wrong. It's Rima to God. God determines what fits you. It's not Rima to you. It's Rima to God. And sometimes God's saying, what you need now is some castor oil. Here's your Rima. What you need now is Father John. What you need now is some Exilax. Here's what you need now. And, 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 and if we're not careful, listen, if we're not careful, we can become victims, which, listen, you come to church to get a fix. You're an addict. I, I'm struggling. I need a word. I need something to fix me. And that's dangerous. Can I get a witness? Because God is not the God that's going to, amen, you can't come to church every Sunday and hear a sermon on suffering because you're suffering. Can I get a witness? You can't get a word every day on, 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 on this blessing and that blessing. You got you to gotta be there in your tents. Whatever God's got to say, let the Holy Spirit make the adjustment to my life so that he can be glorified. Isn't that right? Are y'all with me this morning? All right, good, good. 
Now, my subject this morning is don't fracture your future. Don't fracture your future. Praise the Lord. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. Therefore, we'll come back to that, as ye abound in everything, in faith, utterance, which is speech, knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. See that you abound in this grace. Now, the problem with interpreting scripture is that we've never been taught the tools of hermeneutics, how to interpret scripture. Therefore, we, we, we pull things out of context. The word context means woven together. We got to weave together the thought patterns of the Holy Spirit in its immediacy, in the immediate context. And, and that gives you a historical, grammatical, literal interpretation then it is applicable on a basis where it meets us where we are. Amen. And, and, and so when we look at this, um, much, much of our future and sense of freedom is based on our faith, and that's believing God, even in the midst of friction, and based on how we follow God's precepts and principles, and then on our financial generosity in our giving. Yeah. God's grace of biblical giving is a two-way two street. One, God sacrificially gave his only begotten son. He gave Jesus, amen, to die in our place so that we might get saved. Can I get a witness? He died, he died, he died in our place. Now, let me say that again. He died in your place, and he died in my place. Can I get a witness? But then, but then grace is a twofold street because now we grace God back with our time, talents, and treasures. We, we say, okay, God, as, 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 a, as a response to your grace, we are willing to grace you, grace your work, and grace, amen, your people, and, and, and grace you with a uh, uh, payback of sorts as we put our hands to the plow and not look back. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and here in 2 Corinthians 8, 6, Paul instructs Titus, verse 6, he's talking to Titus, to complete this grace also. And, and, and let, me, let, me, let, me, let me throw this out. All through my schooling and my life, all through high school and uh, seven years of military, college, even graduate school, I, I, I noticed something, and I was thinking about this. I did great in courses that I liked. I excelled. A's, B's, and stuff I liked. And then stuff I didn't like, but I had to take. Somebody see where I'm going with this. I only did marginally good. C, D, C, uh, whatever. And, 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 and things like statistics. I couldn't stand statistics. It was crazy. Failed it the first time. I had to go back and take it. Chemistry, counting, things like that. Just didn't do good because those courses didn't interest me. You know. And, and, and so, in a similar sense, spiritually, we do good in things we like. But things that we don't like, we, we are marginal in. Can I get a witness? I, I used to get in trouble in college because I would cram for an exam six hours, get my coffee and just go six hours straight and, and, and make a B plus A. But the problem with cramming is you don't retain it. So if the, if the midterm or finals cumulative, you're in trouble. You just wasted six hours for nothing because you can't pull that stuff back up. Can I get a witness? I know some of y'all, all y'all A straight students. I would, I don't but, 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 but my point is that when I look at this spiritual injunction here, it's interesting. Paul says that just as you excelled, therefore as you abound, now we got to stop, 
hadrios in the Greek. The word abound means abundance, complete. It means a full plate. Just as you abound, now listen, you cannot abound till you bound. You cannot abound till you bound. Just as you abound in everything, in faith, Gary, tons of us up here preaching on faith, they be shouting. I believe God. In utterance and speech, mm-hmm, you be shouting. In knowledge, you be shouting. In diligence, you be shouting. In love, you be shouting. But Paul says you need, Lord have mercy, to abound in this grace also. Did you get that? You, 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 don't, you don't need to be marginally, amen, uh, in this one grace. You need to treat this grace as if all the other graces, yeah, um, uh, were treated the same way. And see, what happens is we leave faith and fall back on our feelings, yeah, and we tend to allow our circumstances we operate in logic and not out of love. We matriculate, yeah, in trying and not trust. Now, now I, 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 can, I can go with this all day. God ain't never asked you to try nothing. God asked you to trust. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Isn't that right? And, 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 and so here we are in this text, hallelujah, <laughs> and in Genesis 4, let, let me tell you, Cain and Abel, which we believe were twins because it does not use the word begot twice, and Eve begot Cain and Abel, and Cain gave God what he wanted God to have, and God rejected it. A Abel gave God what God wanted, and he accepted it. Now, obviously, God told Cain and Abel what he wanted. Can I get a witness? And the mindset of God's people is that when it comes to our money, and money is a direct correlation of your spirituality. How we manage our money is how spiritual you are. You can shout, you can dance, you can split. You, you can foam at the mouth, you can, you can bend your back and start your thing up and go up and down the aisles, you can grab the mic and sing all over Williamstown, but amen. God, God is saying, if you ever want to really home in on where somebody is spiritually, check out the giving. Because it's disgrace that we struggle with. It's tight, but it's right. I've been to Tyler for 30 years. I didn't, I've been to Tyler before I came down here, 30 years. And by the grace of God, it's not, it's not bragging. It's just that I got to a point where God had to be first. God, God had, it, there, was no, there was no excuse. I, you, you'll never pay your bills off. You're going to die with bills. In fact, some of y'all going to be in the casket and the man going to say, you owe me for the casket. <laughs> you, 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 you're going to die with Bill. So you, you know, the fact of the matter is, and I can see you now, close it, close it, close it. <laughs> but <laughs> tell him I ain't home. Close it, close it. But, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, God didn't tell you to wait till you got everything else in order. God told you to trust him and put him first, and he'll make the nine-tenths go further than the ten-tenths. I'm preaching already. Do I have a witness? Yeah, I waited for a Sunday day to do this. This is good stuff, boy, good stuff. And, 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 and so one of the things that we see in 2 Corinthians is, is that there's a pattern, and, and there is a power, and there's a promotion to those who just believe God. And, and, and so Paul writing to Titus, Paul talking to Titus, and we have been poisoned with this word tithe because we don't study. You got people, and you got, listen, 
you have commentators that I respect I don't agree with. They said that's Old Testament law. The word tithe is not in the New Testament. And it is in the New Testament in the context of Matthew where Jesus said the Pharisees tithe with tent and yet they don't even respect their parents. So I, I, I'll, I'll get back. I'll get back. Well, tithe ain't in the New Testament. Well, the, book, the word rapture ain't in the New Testament. But we're going to be translated out of here. Can I get a witness? So, 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 child of God, when the concept is there, can I get a witness? It's getting tight. And I've had people in 29 years of pastoring, people that came from Pentecostal backgrounds because they were taught to tithe into the pastor. I was getting checks saying, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, and I look at the checks, and I call the person up, and they say, well, that's my tithe to you. I said, the tithe don't go to me. It goes to God. So I turn it in. You got to have clean hands. Do I have a witness? You, you can't fool around with God's stuff. You, the word steward means you're managing for somebody else. Can I get a witness? And all stewardships are going to be judged, and all stewardships are going to be scrutinized. And, 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 and listen, it won't nothing kill you quicker in the drugstore than you stealing from God. The, the, the fact of the matter is, is that when we get committed to the word of God, and, and, and it's, here, it's here that we need to differentiate this word tithe. First of all, the tithe is not completely under the law. The law started in Exodus 19 and 20 with Moses at Sinai. Are y'all with me? The tithe started in Genesis 14 when Abraham tied into Melchizedek. Now, what kind of tie was that? It was a worship tithe. Melchizedek showed up having no beginning, no ending. He's a type of Christ. He's not Christ. And the Bible says Abraham got off his horse and fell down and bowed his head and worshipped the king of Salem. Do I have a witness? And Abraham gave Melchizedek 10%, he tithed into Melchizedek, and the Bible says that when he tithed into Melchizedek, he was tithing into his future prosperity, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Y'all ain't getting this. My kids are blessed. They ain't perfect, but they blessed. Because my hand, Sister Gordon's hand, been at the plow. They bless. They graduate from college. One's on their way, hopefully, to graduate school. They bless because I have tried to be faithful to him. You can blow your future fooling around with keeping a couple pennies don't belong to you. That's the first problem we got because we think the money's ours. The money's not yours. The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof and all that dwells therein. You and I own nothing. In fact, God said in the book of Psalms, if I was hungry, I wouldn't come to you. If I was thirsty, I wouldn't contact you. Why? Because I own everything. Can I get a witness? God doesn't need your money. God is trying to set you up to be blessed as an act of obedience to him. Now check it out. So there's a tide of worship. They worship uh, Abraham worshipped into Melchizedek, but also remember, remember, remember the Magi when Jesus was born? Remember, remember the, the, the it, it wasn't three, remember the wise men came from the east? They said, where is the child born king of the Jews? And when they found him, they worshipped him and gave him gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It was a worship offering because he was king of kings and lords of lords. But not only is the tithe for worship, the tithe was to help pay the Levite priests who had no inheritance in the land. When they split up the promised land, the, Le the Levites got no part of it. So God told the people, y'all got to take care of them. Don't get quiet now. 
I'm teaching you the Bible. And also, Haggai said, you got holes in your pockets. Every time you make more money, more money go out. You, you keep getting a raise, but the money keeps getting wasted. The roof got to be fixed. The car broke down. My children in jail. I need bail money, whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever. Why? Because you robbed God. So God lets your pants get holy where money's just run out. My God. Malachi says, will a man rob God? Yes, you robbed me in tithes and offerings. Your vision, your seed, your future is at stake. One of the things we got to try to find out here in Scripture is that the tithe is not just... And by the way, Jacob was running from his brother Esau, his twin brother, and Jacob slept on rocks... I think in Pandanaram, and Jacob woke up after his dream and tied into God 10%. That's in Genesis 28. The law didn't happen to Exodus. So when people tell you, and the law in under, listen, the tithe under the law was a flat tax for all people. See how righteous God is? See, in the Bible, the rich could not find loopholes. Don't get me started. Y'all know, y'all know what I'm thinking, right? Don't get me started. I'm trying to stay away from it. Proportionate giving is equitable. It's not what you don't have, it's what you do have. If all I make is $100 a week, God is saying that the bounding is the first $10. If you make two or three or four, if you make 500, the bounding is the first whatever 10%. That's about, now to abound requires a little more. So one of the things that we see here, there are seven principles for giving. First, all giving should be free. Freely have received, Matthew 10, 8, freely give. Freely give. I, 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 I told this story to you. I'm going to tell it to you again. When I first got saved, way back in 77, 78, I came out of the military in 74. I got saved three years later. Uh, I'm taking, I'm trying to live this life. I'm going to Bible study. I'm trying to do what's right. I wasn't no tither. And, and I called Family Radio, and, I, and, I, and they had a lady on there to take calls. And she said, how can I help you, my son? I said, I need a financial blessing. I'm hurting. Never forget. She's probably in glory now. Never forget what she said to me. She said, do you tithe? I said, no, ma'am. She said, because my God is faithful. That, that, that was her answer to me. She challenged me. Now, my former pastor and them old boys, they, they put all the tithes on the wall. They tape them up on the wall. So your name... My name is G, so I had to get to the G's, and by getting to the G, I had to go through the A, B, C's, D's, E's, and F's, and I was looking up to see what Jacob gave and what Archie gave, and, and you know, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to this in a minute. In the New Testament, the reason we're giving money is for the work of the ministry. It's for the work, listen, it's for the work and welfare of this place. Our electric bills and gas bills are astronomically high. Can I get a witness? Yeah, you, you, got, a, you got a new mini mall, you got new carpet. Come on now, you got a parking space. You know, I ain't, I'm, I'm not coming down to Philly. You go to Philly, you got to park up on the pavement or, or you, you know, something like that. You, you, you get a parking space here and you know what I mean? When it gets hot, we turn the air conditioning up. When it gets cold, we put, turn the heat up. Can I get a witness? Look at all them beautiful chandeliers. All of them on. Screen is shining. Lord have mercy. Look at this place. In the name of Jesus. All that translates into money. The welfare of the house, the welfare of the bills, the welfare of the ministry. 
You can't do ministry without money. So, so, so every time them buses go to Atlantic City and on second Sundays in Philly, North Philly, South Philly, West Philly, that's gas, that's, that's bus upkeep. You understand? How you think Jacob got that new suit? And J- Jacob, ain't we, play- ain't we paying you, Jacob? So, so, so my point is that uh, I'm only kidding. We, we, ought to, we ought to be, Lord have mercy, free in our giving. But secondly, our, our giving ought to be in secret. Matthew 6, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. If you do something for somebody, don't, don't put it all over the church. I gave past a can of tomato soup because he was hungry. You ain't got, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't got to do all that. You know, and, 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 and uh, uh, third, third, the third principle here, real quick, I'm going to get out your way. Third principle is that we ought to give according to our ability. Ability. We cannot give what we don't have. Fourth, there are times when God would tell you to give more than what you normally give. Amen. Fifth, you reap what you sow. If you give sparingly, you'll get sparingly. Do I have a witness? It's tight. And we're not to give out of a grudging spirit. God loves a cheerful, hilarious, willful giver. So when we look at these principles, we start to see something here by way of uh, Paul. Paul begins here to establish the character, characteristics, commonality, and, and all of the blessings of God's people. We're going to do this quickly, and I, w- I want you to see this because, amen, the pastor that doesn't preach on this is false. He's not following God's will. If we just come up here and keep giving you fixes, so you get excited about stuff you want to hear. That's not preaching the whole counsel of God. A good pastor ought to preach on hell. A good pastor ought to preach on holiness. A good pastor ought to preach on marriage. A good pastor ought to preach on ministry. Can I get a witness? A good pastor ought to preach on your attitudes. Do I have a witness? That, 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 that's holistic ministry. So here, here, notice the attitude of a cheerful giver in Christ, the grace, the, the character. Look at 8.1. Moreover, brethren, we do not you, we do you, to wit of the grace of God, see it's all grace, charis, bestowed on the church of Macedonia, uh, uh, Macedonia. so it's, it's a character issue. And let me stop, pause, and point. I'm going to get to this in my characteristics. Look up at it, Pastor. It's been my experience. People who watch money talk a lot about money and will judge others and condemn others, they are not tithers. Judas carried the money bag for Jesus. Now here's Jesus, king of kings. Jesus goes into a town and Mary takes an expensive alabaster of oil, breaks it and pours it out on Jesus. She's pouring it out in worship. And Judas, the thief, the first trustee. Here's what Judas said. Why are we wasting this expensive oil pouring it on him, on him, on him, on him? Jesus said, let her alone. And then he had a nerve to collect 30 pieces of silver to betray him. Are you getting me? I had a church meeting years ago. I think it was on the other side. That was Kadesh Barnea. That's when I came here and I was like uh, Sir Lancelot. <laughs> and we got in the church meeting, a lady raised her hand. She said, I got a question about the money. I said, do you tithe? She said, no, I said, sit your mind down. You ain't got nothing to say. You ain't got a thing to say, baby. We ain't dealing, we ain't dealing with that. Why am I going to answer you about money? And then a trustee, well, we had the money, and we looked up his giving. He giving a dollar a week. It ain't happening up in here. We don't owe you no accountability. 
you're a thief in the name of Jesus. And that's why it's hard being a pastor, because see, a pastor not only preaches and comforts, a pastor got to confront. And some of y'all scared to confront. You got to confront issues. You, you got to set the mind of God out to the people of God to understand the principles of God. We, got, we ought to be loving. We ought to be humble. We ought to, we, ought, we ought to embrace people. But when people start breaking principles and policy, policies and stuff, come on now. You, you, you know, you got you to gotta do what you got to do. Just make sure you're doing it. Oh, Lord. Leave that one alone, too. Look at the attitude here. Look at verse 2. How in a great trial of what? Affliction. That means my bills are due. They ain't being paid. I'm in trouble. The roof is leaking. The car's broken down. And you want me to tie? Yes. They had an abundance of joy. They're... Their grueling deep poverty did not affect their abundance of giving from an attitude of liberality. I remember growing up and them old folk, boy, they was something, man. None, no, no family had, we, we had nothing. But you would hear them neighbors, you need some sugar, baby? And they come over your house with some sugar. Come on now. You ain't got nothing to cook for the kids? Here, da, da, da. That because people were, listen, they were tuned in to God by loving and helping their neighbors. When, when one hurts, all hurt. Can I get a witness? If I'm driving up 322 and you, you walking in the rain and I beep the horn talking about God bless you, that ain't no bless, that's a curse. <laughs> that's a curse. I ought to stop my car and pick you up. I saw you. I was in front of Wawa. Why didn't you pick me up? You picking everything else up. There, there's, there's an attitude, but then there's, there's a great trial of affliction. But verse 3, 8, 3, there's a gauge of their ability and willingness. Look what it says. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. See, what Jesus wants is you. Not, 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 not your money. He wants you. He wants you. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. The problem in the church is Jesus don't have all of you. Mm. They gave it themselves first, and then they were willing to give of what they had. Just, just verse, verse, verse 5, and this they did, not as we hope, but first they gave of their own selves to the Lord and then unto us by the will of God. Now, let me tell you why I came before you today and gave you an accountability of all, where all your money's gone. Because I knew I was preaching this. Now you got an accountability to the Lord for where your money's going. All right, Pastor. Yeah. I am, as pastor, biblically, a steward. I don't own anything. I'm managing for the Lord. I'm managing this flock by feeding them, leading them, guiding them in green pastures. I'm imperfect. I'm messed up. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm all hooked up, crooked up. Can I get a witness? But, but I'm a steward. I'm managing for somebody else. And everybody that's managing going to give an account for their management. The, the whole parable of the talents is that he gives you these talents and goes away. Then he's coming back for an accountability. What have you done with the gift of teaching since I gave it to you? What have you done with the gift of help since I gave it to you? What have you done with the gift of faith since I gave it to you? Time, talents, and treasures. God ain't no money market. You, we we got to understand there's an attitude, Lord have mercy, that Paul is talking about. An attitude of being a cheerful, hilarious, 
giver. Hmm. Secondly, not only an attitude, but an aptitude of characteristics. Look at chapter 8, verse 8. Come on. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion for forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. Now, now let me, let me, let me stop. Listen, listen. If you're not a tither, why are you in the Apple store? You should be in the tangerine store. What in the world do you have an Apple computer? It's the most expensive computer out there. And you robbing God. Don't get me on these cell phones. Don't, don't go there. Samsung. Six and a half. Great stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm up here wearing alligator shoes. Yeah, if I show you the bottom, you'll see the mouth of the alligator. In the name of Jesus. I ain't never wear no alligators in South Florida. We, wear, we wore Comforts and Stacy's. <laughs> Some of y'all got lizards on. Come up in here in your mink stoles. Some of y'all got new wigs. And don't get me started how much you pay for them teeth in your mouth. Because that's a lot of money there, Doc. One transplant is $1,000. Come on now, y'all. Yeah, no, no, no. They, they were talking on the news more about people getting Botox. And, 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 and. Just, just if, if I go to get a new, new set of teeth. Now, who back here got teeth that don't belong to them? All y'all. One, one transplant is $1,000. Are you kidding me? You're going to spend $10,000 just to smile? Just go like this. I went to the dentist one year and he said, he said, we can put all transplants. I said, how much y'all? He told me, I said, man, get out of my mouth. Let me out of here. Good night, Irene. Look at verse 9. For ye know the grace, see, it's all by grace, of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was what? Rich, yet for what? Your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty... Well, well, wait a minute. Look at this exchange. Jesus is saying, I'm willing to become poor so you can become rich. That's, that's giving. Do I have a witness? And herein I give my advice, verse 10, for this is expedient for you. And then, and then, and then, and then Paul is explaining this thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 16, but thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. Paul is beginning to explain characteristics of a biblical giver. They don't complain. They don't condemn. They don't start a bunch of confusion. They don't start corruption. Here's what your, here's what your 10% tithers do. They know they're giving unto the Lord. Where the money goes after they give it is none of their business. It's the Lord's business. Their faithfulness is unto the Lord. Do I have a witness? Are y'all getting this? So when I hear people constantly running their face, I say, I say to myself, I ought to pull them up. Because they, they're not a tither. A tither is somebody that's persuaded that I'm doing the right thing and that's all that counts. Can I get a witness? And then when you come to church and you see all this stuff, you got six buses out there paid for, CDC paid for, carpet, new, new, new mini mall, new furniture, new vans. I mean, wake up and smell a coffee. The ones you ought to be suspicious of, you're not. So, so the fact of the matter is, is that the characteristics here are deep. 
and aptitude. Sometimes I'm at the convention, and uh, sometimes God will put on my heart to give somebody something. And the check doesn't say St. Matthew's. It's my checking account. Or, 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 or sometimes God will have me come up to, a, to somebody from across the country who's hurting and just put something in their hands and walk away. Here, man, just, there's no big thing. And I'm always blessed. As I am willing to give to others, God always comes back and blesses me. Because it's, it's, it's an investment, Lord have mercy, into his word. Try me, test me, and see if I don't pull out the windows of heaven. Well, you know, I, I pastor got a new suit on. Well, Pastor Tires, mind your business. Now, because God controls the circumstances, who is it that makes the circumstances fit my occasion? It's God. Are y'all, are y'all getting what I'm trying to say? So you go to work, and you are tither, and things are tight. It's God that's going to get you a raise. It's God that's going to get you another position. It's God that's going to get you things that you don't have. He controls the circumstances. I grew up in South Philly, man. I was a little boy. We used to take junk to the junkyard. But remember the carts? I know y'all know nothing about distant Jersey. We take junk, man, papers and metal, and the man weigh them and say, here. And look, if the man gave us $6, we was rich. <laughs> we was rich, dog. Let me go find some more junk. Soda bottles. I mean, you know, we had to hustle. Paper routes. I had two paper routes, Bulletin and Inquirer. Inquirer was 5 o'clock in the morning, Bulletin was in the evening. Thank God. The Bible said you cannot beat God-given no matter how hard you try. And we're not just talking about money. We're talking about time, talent, and treasures. Just be kind to somebody else. You know, I, 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 wanted, to, I, wanted, to, uh, I, wa- I wanted to do this, but I just can't do it. Here, baby, go on and do it. Go on and do it. That, listen, listen, listen. First of all, you're not going to miss that money. Secondly, God's going to replenish it. Third, God's going, God is the one controlling circumstances. You can get more. Can I get a witness? All right. Here's my final point on this sunny day. And while I'm preaching, some of y'all need to go in your pocket and pull out another check and write it out. I don't beg for money up in this church. I just ask you to tithe. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet you if I told you you bring a check up on his altar, I'll give you a miracle. You'll butterfly pay with money. <laughs> check it out. The third thing is not only the attitude and the aptitude, but the attitude of a counsel coming back to you. Second Corinthians. Now, now, now watch this now. First of all, there's two scriptures I want to deal with. First is Isaiah 55.10. The same God who is faithful supplies all of his creatures their physical needs and is kind to all men, generous to his children. He fulfills his promises to replenish his generosity, fruits of your righteousness. God says in Isaiah 55, look, come to the waters freely. Come. I said, come, and you'll find help. That's what he says in Isaiah 55. Now, 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 go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 real quick because I want you to see something. And, and, and the Bible says, verse 7, are you with me? 
Every man according as he purposed in his heart, that, that, that is the conviction of your heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity, for God loveth a hilarious, cheerful giver. And, here's our text, God is able. You're giving your money to somebody that's able. He's able to do what? He's able, watch this now, come on, don't, don't miss this, to make all grace. Now, the word, the word all is in this verse like four times. There is more than one grace. There's giving grace, but there's receiving grace. He's, he's willing to make all grace, Lord have mercy, abound toward you. No, 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 stop, 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 stop. He, he can make all other, all other graces come your way. He can make all other graces bless your home. He can make all other graces. And when you go to Malachi 3, it says, look, God is so deep that as you obey him in this matter of giving, he's going to bless your seed, your crops, your family, your vision. He, he's got all these other blessings for you. Hello? Hello? Uh, that ye always having all, what? Sufficiency. No, 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 stop. In all things. I don't know about you. I need the sufficiency of God. I'm weak, I'm wounded, I'm weary, I'm worn. I need the sufficiency of God. I need God to come alongside of me when I'm depleted and to build me back up. I need God to lift up my bowed down head. I need God to bless my children who may be a thousand miles away. I need, I need God to keep my home safe. I need, I need God to keep my heart pumping. I need God to keep my mind rolling. I need, I need God to keep, come on now, uh, uh, things in this right order. All grace, all sufficiency in and to every good work. You want to determine somebody's spirituality? Watch how they manage their money. Amen. Just keep your eyes on that. Amen. You want to figure out where you go in the future? Watch how you manage your money. Don't fracture your future. Being a tie wide, being cheap. Spending and prioritizing on what you want, what you think. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Hmm. Because I'm a tither, there's no good thing that he will hold, withhold from me. It's an act of my will. Doesn't matter what you make, what you have. I'm just being responsible. I'm being obedient to what God says. Go to Luke 6 as we turn, as we close. Luke 6. Luke 6. Turn to your neighbor and say, uh, neighbor, he's waited for a sunny day to preach this. I want you to look at the context, the characteristics of a disciple. And, and, and look at verse 36 of chapter um, 6 of Luke. Do you have it? Be ye therefore merciful as your father is merciful. Judge not that you be not judged. Condemn not. You be not condemned. Forgive that you may be forgiven. Here's what God is saying. Luke 6.36 is what we call the payback. The big payback. The big payback. <laughs> James Brown, right? The big payback. He who sows mercy, the word sow means plant, he who sows mercy will receive mercy. He who, sow, who, he who judges will be judged. He who condemns will be condemned. And because and, and I had an expositor to say to me, God, now uh, Luke 6 is not talking about giving, it's talking about forgiving. I said, no, it's talking about both. He's, he's, he's giving you specificity, Right? That if you're merciful, you will get mercy, verse 36. If you judge, you will be judged, 37. If you condemn, you will be condemned. If you forgive, you will be forgiven. Give! Whole another subject. 
and it shall be his return given back to you. Now, now don't miss this. I'm closing. God is saying, when you take the step to give, I'm going to give it back to you. But what I'm not telling you are the adjectives. What I'm not telling you is the depth. What I'm not telling you is the duration. I will give back to you, Lord have mercy. And the way I'm going to give it back to you, child of God, is in good measure. The Greek word means good in character. That whatever God gives back to you, you're going to do well with. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. Whatever God gives me back, it's, it's for my good and his glory. I'm going to do well with this thing. When God gives it back, God will give it back. Didn't, didn't, he, didn't he just say he'll give it back? Y'all getting kind of quiet up in here. Uh, maybe you're writing out your new check. But look, God said, look, look, right here, right here, right here. Mm. Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure. Lord have mercy. It's going to do you well. Press down. Lord have mercy. Preze old Greek word which means God's going to pack your bag so tight that you're going to wonder how you got it all in there. Some of y'all go on vacation and I know you can only take 50 pounds on the plane but uh, a good packer Sister Gordon's a good packer. I, you know, I, I had a duffel bag. I just throw stuff in there. But a good packer is very careful how they pack. And when you open the suitcase, you got stuff on top of stuff. On top of stuff. Because it's been packed good. God says, when you give to me, I'm going to give it back. It's going to work out for your good. But then I'm going to package this thing that's going to blow your mind. You gave in church but I'm blessing your children. You, you gave to the ministry, but I got you another position. I do I have a witness. You gave according to the Bible, but I've given you joy in the midst of your confusion. You gave, but I, but I gave you a superfluity of love when you felt like giving up. He, he packages it, it's pressed down, and it's shaken uh, together. I taught my daughters how to fry chicken. I can tell you right now, can't nobody in here fry chicken like Pastor. I am the best. I don't care how long you've been cooking. But you know what I discovered? I discovered, Wayne Jones, that the best fried chicken I ever had was in that big black... Frying pan. Remember the big black iron frying pan? Yeah, folks don't even use them no more. You had to put the fire up for half an hour before you could drop chicken in that. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? And you didn't use, excuse me, vegetable oil. And you didn't use corn, corn oil. You use Crisco. You use, come on now, you put that lard. That big block of lard. Yeah, so I'm going to lay them to you too. You put that big block of lard in that frying pan. Do I have a witness? It took a half an hour for that to melt. Then you put your hand under the sink, take some cold water and throw it. And when that thing starts, you know you got some chicken up in the place. And then, and then, look, look, you wash your chicken, you season it, you put it in the bag and you shake it. God, God says, when you obey me, I'm going to shake your stuff. I'm going to keep on shaking it. I'm going to shake you a blessing. I'm going to shake you a blessing. I'm going to shake you a blessing. Shaking. Together. And when you put that chicken in that pot, you don't put the top completely on it. You tilt the top. 
so a little air can get in. Because the air is what browns it. Do I have a witness? And then you wait a little while, you turn the chicken over and let it cook some more. By that time, the whole house is fumigated. Can I get a witness? And then you take that chicken out, shake that grease off, put it in something. Can I get a witness? We used to be in church and the pastors start hooping and we would smell the chicken and we knew it was time to go home because the chicken would smell all through the church. Can I get a witness? And you be sitting there saying, boy, that smells mighty good. And you turn to your neighbor and say, oh, you want to buy dinner? Can I get a witness? Shaking together. God will shake the stuff. See, y'all ain't getting this. So when I go for a medical examination, and I've been having some pains, and the doctor checks me out and takes a blood test, the doctor said, well, this is a little high, but we're all right. That means God shook something together. Do I have a witness? Yes, sir. Eh, eh, shaking together, shaking together. Ah, it is running over. God said, I'll give you more than you need. You can't even put this into your lap. Your robe can't catch the blessing. Can I get a witness? Eh, eh, with the measure you meet out, that's the measure that's going to be coming back to you again. Can I get a witness? Don't fracture your future over pennies. Do I have a witness? I've learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. I know that my Savior loves me. I know that he's able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. I know that if I give God what God is asking for, I won't want for nothing. In fact, he wants me to, yeah, be like the prodigal father. Just keep looking out for the blessing. Can I get a witness? Once I obey God, I'm looking for something to come back. I'm not hoping for something to come back. I'm looking for something to come back. And I don't know how God is going to do it. Can I get a witness? I might go to a mall and somebody might say, you know what? God just told me to do this for you. I don't know why God told me to do this for you. Can I get a witness? God is able. Any able? He's able. Any able? So when you get in your car, look at your phone. Look at your Apple computer. Look at all the hookups you got. And say, Lord, I won't even use them until I do right by you. I need to give you the first fruits of my increase. I need to bless my church. The pastor has given an accountability where every dime is gone and I can see it. He's not telling us something we can't see. I can see six buses. I can see a bunch of vans. I can see new carpet. Do I have a witness? I can see the complex of buildings. I can see the grass cut. I can see the lights are on. I can see souls are getting saved. I can see ministries are flurrying. Do I have a witness? And every time I get in trouble, the Lord comes and rescues me and picks me up and turns me around and plants my feet on a solid ground and puts a new song in my mouth, uh, even praise to our God and many shall see it and fear the Lord. Can I get a witness? I dare you to take God at his word. Don't fracture your future. Your future's in his hands. And the Lord is able. Let's stand on our feet today. Bless the Lord. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here and you need to be saved, Jesus died for your sins, was buried and rose again. Just raise your hand. You want to give your life to Christ. You need to be saved today. Is there one? 
or perhaps you want to join our church in your Christian experience, raise your hand. Is there one? Love to have you. You want to rededicate? Anybody here? Just praise Jesus. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the sufficiency of your spirit. Thank you for the abundant blessing we just heard. That you love a cheerful, hilarious giver. That as we obey all these other graces, as we shout over these other graces, as we memorize these other graces, help us to remember this grace also. And we thank you for what you're going to do. In the matchless name of Jesus, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. You may be seated. Our operative word, of course, this week was treasure. Our operative word last communion was remembering. The operative word, ho, 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 guys. The operative word noun is reenacting. Listen up, look up the pastor at the Last Supper before they went out to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus was breaking the bread. They had a meal. Listen, it's called the Last Supper. When the wine went around for the third time, Jesus said, this is the Eucharist. This is the communion, the third round of wine. And Jesus said, this we will commemorate as the communion. On the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread broken, said, take, eat, this is my body. He took wine and passed it out and said, drink, this is the blood of the New Testament. This represents symbolic of the blood of the New Testament as often as you do this reenactment, we are sanctioning till he comes back. As Israel had to drop seven stones in the Jordan to remember as a react, reenactment how God brought them over. We have to reenact, and as often as we do this, we show memories of him until he comes back. So reach down in your basket, get your flask. We're pulling out. Amen. The wafer only is symbolic of his body. Jesus gave his body on a cross that we may have life. We celebrate that. We memorialize that. We remember that. And as we partake, hold it, we need to think about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Let's all partake. Now in the grape juice, which is symbolic of his blood, and we got to do this with discernment, it's symbolic of his blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Thank you for your blood. Let's stand on our feet. Praise his name. As often as you do this, and if you're not saved, you need to come and get saved because you have just drank damnation to your soul. You need to be saved. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't fracture your future. Give God his finances and he will bless you and your family. Now, I feel good today because if y'all didn't learn nothing else, you learned how to fry chicken. Praise the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, the Lord is good. God bless you. You are dismissed. God bless you. Have a great day.